Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Good morning, Callum. Good morning, Anne. This is the last energy podcast of this year. What have been the key events and surprises this year in energy markets? Well, I think the key thing is that markets have turned out to be a lot less tight than, than expected. If we start by looking at oil, um, at the beginning of this year, the market had been concerned about uh, uh, Russia and sanctions and so on. But in practice, um, a lot of that uh, potential disruption has been avoided, even when Russia has been selling oil above the cap rate included in the Western sanctions, um, because it's been able to use this uh, so-called shadow fleet very effectively to export products to China and to, and to reroute its outputs to India and other places. And Iran has been able to perform a similar uh, trick. So Iranian exports have surprised on the upside. And uh, as we look forward to next year, we'll also see Venezuelan production starting to increase because sanctions are actually being eased there. And there's also been rising U.S. exports. So generally, supply to world markets for oil has been um, better than had been expected at the start of the year. And then on the demand side, things have perhaps been a little softer than, than expected. And certainly the IEA has been revising down its demand forecasts uh, over the course of the year. Um, we did have the Chinese reopening after, after COVID, but um, growth has generally been a bit weaker than expected. And uh, U.S. demand, uh, North American demand generally, has, has also been, been rather soft. And so we've seen Brent moving back into its uh, range from the spring of this year, which is $71 to $78 per barrel, in spite of OPEC Plus committing to fresh additional voluntary cuts. Um, if we turn to European gas and electricity markets, uh, we had a very significant uh, Norwegian maintenance program over the summer, which disrupted gas supply pretty significantly. But nevertheless, overall, the market is, was in a, a good position at the start of the winter with uh, inventories almost, gas inventories almost completely full. And that was helped by pretty stormy weather and a very mild October. So we had good uh, renewable generation and hence uh, reach those record levels of gas storage. And as the winter progresses, you know, really, if you think about the price as being probability weighted average of, of various possible outcomes, then uh, one of which is the risk of a very long and cold winter leading to very high prices. Every day that goes by as we progress through the, the heating season and, and that doesn't happen, means that that element of that risk comes out of the price. And so you see that the spot prices fall. And that's really what's been happening um, in, in recent weeks, even though we have had some quite cold weather. So we're going into 2024 with markets looking fairly well supplied. Will that continue next year? And what do you think are the key themes as we head towards the new year? Well, if we start by looking at oil markets, the largest importing regions in the world are Europe and China, and each are importing around 15 million barrels per day. And so together they account for something like a, a third of world oil demand. And a lot of that demand is covered by imports. Both of these regions are experiencing somewhat softer than expected economic conditions, and both are pursuing also a rapid rollout of electric vehicles. And of course, electric vehicles are displacing road transport demand for oil, and that is the main area of, of oil demand, accounting for something like 45, 50% of, uh, of, of oil demand. So, so that's a key export market for the likes of OPEC plus are under attack from uh, the growth of electric vehicles and, and also demand is not economic growth is not as strong as expected. The US also is experiencing rather 
sluggish oil demand. Gasoline demand is expected to slow next year versus this year. So OPEC plus really do have a lot to contend with. And uh, it's going to be a challenging year, I think, for them to try and manage these kind of problems on the demand side in, in the market. It's really not going to help them very much. And then if we look at um, gas and electricity markets in, in Europe, I mean, obviously the other consequence of the comment about uh, the rollout in electric vehicles means more electricity demand. But at least because of the efficiency of electric vehicles, you don't have to replace all of that energy because much more of the electrical energy in a supplied electric vehicle is converted into useful work that powers the, the vehicle along um, but versus um, oil-based uh, internal combustion engines. And uh, there is also expected more supply coming on over the next uh, year or two. Uh, in 2025, particularly, there's, there's a lot of uh, liquefied natural gas projects set to come to fruition, uh, both on the supply side and also on the regas side, so enabling that that's, uh, to come into European markets. And this will help to resolve the structural undersupply of, uh, of gas that the market is still suffering from as a consequence of the uh, war in Ukraine and, and the ending of much of the pipeline flows from Russia. Um, there's also more renewable supply coming online, and that will help to push gas more and more into the balancing role in the electricity market, and as well as, of course, being augmented by more grid-level battery storage. And, and it's worth noting in, in China that there's an absolutely phenomenal rollout of uh, solar, which is running in tandem with their um, very aggressive uh, rollout of uh, electric vehicles. Thank you for listening to another episode of Investec's Weekly Energy Update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the episode, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investtech.co.uk or visit investtech.com forward slash commodities. We will be back again on Monday, January 8th with more energy updates. Thank you.